Hey, it's Matt Bowles. If you want to hang out with me in person, I'm going to be at the Latino Travel Fest in Elizabeth, New Jersey, May 31st to June 2nd. And I've got a 15% discount for you to join me. Just go to themaverickshow.com slash Latino. That's L-A-T-I-N-O. There you're going to see your 15% discounted ticket. There are going to be multiple guests from The Maverick Show attending, so you'll be able to hang out with all of us in person. You do not need to be Latino in order to attend Everyone is welcome. Again, get your discounted ticket at themaverickshow.com slash Latino. And as soon as you do, send me a DM on Instagram at Matt Bowles Maverick. Let me know that you're coming so that we can make plans to link up in person. And now here's a clip of what's coming up on today's episode. On this episode, I interview Kevin Harrington, one of the original sharks on the hit TV show Shark Tank. I met Kevin in early 2019. I can actually remember pretty distinctly. I met him at a private party on a rooftop pool deck in San Diego, right near the beach. I was with Seth Green, who was the Maverick Show guest on episode number 25. You should actually check that episode out if you haven't heard it yet, because he has a great story to tell about his relationship with Kevin Harrington. But we were all hanging out, and I've been wanting to get Kevin on the Maverick Show ever since, and we were finally able to make it happen. So I want to give you a little bit of background on Kevin before we get into the episode, so you'll have the full context on exactly who he is and what he's done. Kevin Harrington is the creator of the infomercial. He's the pioneer of the As Seen on TV brand, and he is the co-founding board member of the Entrepreneurs Organization. His legendary work behind the scenes of business ventures has produced well over $5 billion in global sales, the launch of more than 500 products, and 20 of his companies have each topped $100 million in revenue. Now, as background, Kevin grew up in a blue-collar family in Ohio. He started selling newspapers on the street at the age of nine and launched his first business at the age of 15, sealing driveways in the hot summer sun, and soon graduated to selling high-end baby high chairs door-to-door. By his first year in college, though, he had built his first million-dollar enterprise. Kevin then began selling franchises and working with entrepreneurs. He created small business centers, which were one-stop shops where entrepreneurs could find support and be empowered to succeed. Through his entrepreneurial experiences, Kevin realized his talent for turning underutilized assets into growth opportunities. So while watching late night television, he realized nothing was being broadcast on the Discovery Channel after normal broadcast hours. He seized the opportunity to launch what later became known as the infomercial. Before long, he had helped make, but wait, there's more, part of our cultural history. He launched massively successful products and regularly works with celebrities like 50 Cent, Kim Kardashian, George Foreman, and the list goes on. His decades-long track record of business success earned him a seat as one of the original sharks on the hit TV show Shark Tank, where he continued to invest in companies and empower entrepreneurs to greatness. 
Kevin is about to release his latest book, Mentor to Millions, Secrets of Success in Business, Relationships, and Beyond. So with that, please enjoy my interview with Kevin Harrington. is The Maverick Show, where you'll meet today's most interesting real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and world travelers, and learn the strategies and tactics they use to succeed. And now, here's your host, Matt Bowles. Kevin, welcome to the show. Matthew, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, so good to uh, have you on the show, Kevin. You and I last hung out about a year ago. We were at some private party on a rooftop pool deck uh, with uh, Seth Green, who Maverick Show listeners know, in San Diego. But a lot has changed since then. So I was super happy to get you on the show and uh, get your your opinion and your advice on a number of things here in this COVID-19 era. But I want to just open it up, Kevin, and talk a little bit first about your travel lifestyle. You're one of the most well-traveled people I know. You've done business in 100 countries. You've spoken on five continents. Um, So I want to pull a little bit of of that out first. And I heard that you were actually at Richard Branson's house in Necker Island and somehow wound up in a wrestling competition. Can you tell that story? How about that? Yeah. So I will say that I am the Necker Island sumo wrestling champ. Okay. (laughs) I love to talk about Richard Branson and all the amazing things that, that he's done for me. Richard has been a mentor in my life and I've uh, been down hanging out with him on Necker. And and so when I went down, I had a few other guests that, that he had invited and we had dinner and we, I mean, he's a very gracious host. It's just amazing that uh, he has, you know, people over and, and hey, there's networking happening and all kinds of things, but it was Halloween and we were, he had a little Halloween party. And so some of us were dressed up. So I'd had my shirt off and he looked at me and he's like, man, he said, you look like one of those big wrestlers from the WWE, the world wrestling enterprises. Right. And I'm like, well, I said, I don't wrestle in that league, but I said, I used to be a wrestler back in high school. I wrestled in high school and had a lot of good, good time, four years on the varsity team. He said, oh, wrestling, sumo wrestling. He said, let me get the sumo outfits out. So the wrestling was a peak for him to do uh, to get the suits out. We got the the sumo wrestling suits. I mean, who's got sumo wrestling outfits just in the closet? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Richard Branson does. So, of course, he's got a nice beach there. So we went one one match, the next match, the next match. And the good news is I don't drink. And so here it is. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going up against guys almost twice my size in some cases. I'm a little guy. You know, and 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 but I'm I knew the moves and the maneuvers and they're getting all hot and sweaty in their suit and I'm boom, takedown, win. So anyway, <laughs> I didn't lose a match. I, I I'm the self-proclaimed Necker Island sumo wrestling champ. So love that story. Thanks for asking them. That's amazing, man. So Kevin, when you think back about all of the travel that you've done over the years, how have those travel experiences impacted you as a person? What has travel meant to you? Well, the physical travel itself is painstaking, okay? Getting on the plane, going through TSA clearance, 
of waiting to wait uh, to get on, the, the clearing the customs, that side is no fun. But it's a necessary evil to take you somewhere where you're going to have lots of opportunity. So for me, I first started, and I'll, I'll give you the reason travel for me has been so powerful. I was sitting in 1990 with a library of 100 infomercials. I've barely traveled much at that point in my life because I was a domestic entrepreneur in the U.S. We, we, we did conferences like the houseware show and the hardware show and things like that, but I didn't go around the world. But one day I said, wait a minute, I've got 100 infomercials that have been successful in the U.S. What if I dub them into foreign languages just like they do with movies? So let's see what happens. So I started traveling to pitch different TV networks around the world to take my library of infomercials. And boy, were they interested because when I run an infomercial, I buy the time. And so I was able to go to the TV stations and say, I have programming for you that I'll pay you to run. Normally it worked the other way. They bought their programs, their movies or their shows. And so when I started my international travels, I went to England. I went to Germany. I went to Holland, Italy, France, everywhere. I went to the Middle East. Sheikh Saleh Camel owned five channels. He was the sheikh that owned all of the TV networks in the Middle East and cut a deal with him to go 30 hours a day. I took six hours a day of downtime. So the bottom line is this. Yeah, we went to Japan and Malaysia and Latin America and Sao Paulo. I opened up infomercials in 100 countries. So when I think of travel, I think of massive increase of sales in my company, massive global connections. And I think of, you know, just amazing success because my company went from 50 million a year to 500 million a year when I executed the global aspects of my business. That's incredible. We've got a lot of location independent entrepreneurs that listen to the show, Kevin, people that are building fully remote companies that they can run from anywhere. And they're trying to use that as a way to optimize their lifestyle design, be able to travel the world and design their dream lifestyle. And I think a lot of that remote business model has been further validated through the COVID-19 period here as companies that many of them didn't think they might be able to work remotely and all of a sudden they can. But I wanted to get your opinion. You know, one of the themes throughout your career has been innovation. And I wanted to just get your personal opinion on how you see the future of remote work and the future of location independent entrepreneurship and any tips you have for business owners pursuing that model. Well, when I first started doing as seen on TV and infomercials, early 80s, almost 40 years ago, we did everything on a contracted basis in the beginning. We contracted out for production of the infomercials. We contracted out fulfillment, manufacturing, customer service. As we grew, we started bringing it in-house. For a while, it worked, and then it was very expensive because running our own fulfillment center became very expensive. When you got a big hit and things are rolling hard, everything works. But if you have a little slowdown, you still have to keep all those people. And now you may be spending instead of, you know, a dollar a box to ship it out in terms of the labor to get it organized, not counting the, the shipping fee. But, you know, we were paying $5 because we had all these people, but not enough boxes being shipped. So we went through a cycle where we originally contracted everything out 
Then we brought it all in-house and had 500 employees. Now we've gone back and now we're back to contracting everything out because there's amazing service providers for everything that I do. Now, we do have a few people, but we all work independently from our homes, believe it or not. Yes, this morning I was at my studio. I was out shooting. So there are a few things that we do need, but at the end of the day, you can go into a studio anywhere in the world. So I will tell you that I'm almost able to operate many of the businesses that I'm involved with on a nomad type basis because I'm on nine public boards. Those board meetings are happening virtually now. Before, I would ha- if I was in Malaysia on a trip, and had to be in a board meeting, I'd come in virtually, but they didn't particularly like that. They would rather have seen me in person. But now all the board members are virtual. So I've got investments in more than 35 companies and we run all of them virtually. So I don't call myself a digital nomad because we have assets, you know, in many places, but I think it's a, it's a great business model. And I will say this, when I had 500 employees, it was an unhappy time of my life. I'm a good self-starter and I'm a good marketing and salesperson, but I'm not the greatest manager of people and human resources and all the different things that go along with it, you know? And so I find being a digital nomad or being somebody that can execute with teams of exterior people, mentors, coaches, transactional relationships. I want to take just one minute out to let you know that in addition to hosting The Maverick Show, I am also the co-founder of Maverick Investor Group, a real estate brokerage that helps you buy turnkey rental properties in the best U.S. real estate markets from anywhere. So these are single family homes sometimes two to four unit properties, and they're either brand new or fully renovated, and they already have tenants and local property management in place. So you get all the benefits of owning the deeded real estate, the physical house, the hard asset, without the headaches of being the landlord or the rehabber or needing to live near the property. So I want to offer you a free consultation if that sounds interesting to you. To learn more about it, you can just go to themaverickshow.com slash consult. And now, back to the episode. That's what I like. Kevin, I want to also ask you, how does someone like you approach a crisis like COVID-19 from a business perspective? I know you have been over the years through a lot of business and market crises, but I want to just ask your tips for younger entrepreneurs. How should business owners think about and approach a crisis like COVID-19 so they can survive and thrive and perhaps even grow during this time? Yes, good question. So the first thing that I did just obviously shock to the system. So reach out to a lot of folks and just see how everyone's doing. There was some amazing downturns, terrible, amazing in a bad way, unfortunately, terrible downturns for a lot of people. And we had initially, we, we saw some of our numbers, you know, just plummeting. The shopping channels were plummeting initially, lots of problems. Okay. But now this is just to take sort of an inventory of what's going on. Right. I also reached out to some mentors of mine to see what they had heard or seen or what you know was going on in, in their world and were they concerned, et cetera, et cetera. What do they think? What's going to happen? And so at the end of the day, then 
I then said, okay, I've got to get back to the basics of, of what my businesses are. And at the core of my business, we sell products direct to the consumer, right? If we're selling infomercial products on TV, if we're on Facebook, if we're on Instagram, we're in the business of finding products, developing those products, launching them, selling them direct to the consumer. Now, this is what was happening though. I was watching our metrics. So in 1990, we had the Gulf War crisis when Colin Powell and General Schwarzkopf were desert storm over in, in the Middle East. It just took our business down almost by 90% for weeks and weeks. And so what we were finding order flow was, was plummeting, et cetera. But here now, going back to COVID, what was happening? People were laid off. You got 30 million plus people that are laid off. They're at home. And now advertisers were stopping because if you own a restaurant, you're not open. If you, you know, banks were closed, restaurants were closed. So all the advertising stopped. So now people are at home and what are they doing? They're going on TV. They're going on the internet. Viewership levels were just going through the roof. They were just ratcheting huge increases of people on the internet, people on TV. But because the advertisers had gone away, because they, you know, who's going to advertise for the restaurant that's closed, right? So you've got advertising plummeting, viewership increasing. I said, let's take that middle slot there and plug in and see what happens. We found. We had a product that was doing an $18 cost per order, customer acquisition cost. We took it down to $5 because the rates were dropping. So COVID actually, for a period of time, was an amazing success for many of the folks like me that are in this business. In fact, one of the guys that I've known for years, he worked for me way back, his name is Carl Deichler. He started something called Beachbody. And in the early days of COVID, He took $8,000 worth of videos, packaged it all for free and went heavy and bought tremendous amounts of media all over the place and crushed it getting customer acquisition and because he saw an opening there. So I think the bottom line is COVID and I've had some companies, I had a company that went from about a $300 million business to $1.7 billion business in the last five months, believe it or not. Wow. And and this is during COVID. So not every story is bad. Obviously, the Zooms of the world were taking off, but then, you know, the airline stocks, the hotel stocks were plummeting. So know when to hold them, know when to fold them. But also, we got into some new businesses too. And we said back to the basics. So one more thing I'll mention is, for example, in the old days, you know, I mentioned we, we do a lot of housewares, hardware things, right? Well, what are people doing in COVID? They're at home. Oh, maybe they're going to cook at home because they're not going to restaurants. Maybe they're going to fix up that house. So I've sold hundreds of millions of dollars worth of tools over the years. And the magic saw, the magic wrench, the dual saw, the dual drill, all these different products. I went back to the basics and the drawing board. I brought them back. And Boy, did we crush it. QVC, we sold a quarter million of these, a quarter million of those, boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, I'm back in businesses that I hadn't been in before. So you got to research what's happening in the marketplace, where I say, where did the eyeballs go 
or where did the money go or where did the product interest go? You have to follow the puck. You want to know where the puck is going to be, not where it is exactly right now, also in the process, if you know what I'm saying, right? Well, let me ask you this just as a follow-up. You have been involved in a lot of business ventures over your career, but I know you've been involved with 20 companies that topped $100 million in revenue. So when you look back on all of the different companies you've been involved in, what characteristics, if any, can you observe about those 20 companies in particular? Are there any commonalities or characteristics that allowed them to achieve at that level? Yes. Yes. couple things. Number one, every product that I sell solves a problem. Number one. Secondly, it generally, I try to find something that solves the problem uniquely such that there's no other product or service that solves the problem in a similar fashion right? So that's the second thing I look for. Then I look for something, now this is marketing, that has magical transformation. Something that has lots of before and after, testimonials of people that this was me before, then I got this product, and now look at me now. I've either lost weight, made money, cleared my skin up, proactive. Skincare was a good example of that. So this is some of the basic things that I look for is problem solvers, unique problem solvers, magical transformations, and things that are demonstrable and very visual because I sell on TV, I sell on Facebook and Instagram, and most of the time you're going to see some very powerful videos that I've put together that show a lot of this and might have some great testimonials and magical transformations. Awesome. Kevin, well, you've got a brand new book coming out that I am super excited to get my copy of. It's called Mentor to Millions, Secrets of Success in Business, Relationships, and Beyond. What can people expect from the book? People don't realize this about me. I've had mentors my whole life. When I got a, a finance mentor back in the, in the late 80s that I met, and he was a former bank president. I was having a hard time. I couldn't raise capital because I'm a marketing guy. I'm not a finance guy. He said, hey, I retired from a bank. I'll get you $3 million. No problem. And he did. And he did it for free. And then he said, now you're going to want to do something with me, aren't you? Now that I showed you. So I've had great mentors in my life. That was a finance mentor. My father mentored me to be an entrepreneur. And then Richard Branson mentored me to build my own brand. And Zig Ziglar mentored me to take care of other people. You can get everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And so with all these mentors, I said, I need to write a book about mentorship, how to get a mentor, what to look for in a good mentor, how to be the mentor's best student, and all these different things. And so that's what I've done because it's folks that are building a business, they need help. You can't do it alone. And let's put it this way. We started the whole conversation about COVID and the problems. Many people that are younger as young entrepreneurs don't know what to do, haven't experienced it. This book I wrote in, and turned it into the publisher in January before COVID, but it's all about the things that you would do in the event of COVID. So it is a perfect timing book for the marketplace. It's a feel-good book. It's about myself and my co-author that we go through a journey. And he and Mark Tim is the co-author of my book. Mark and I have this relationship. I'm the mentor. He's the mentee. He becomes my best student. And he 
learns how to be a good student. And this is also part of the book. So the book basically is about taking your business and creating exponential activity by getting the right mentors in your life. Let me ask you a follow-up question on that, Kevin. I I know one of the things it also covers, which I'm really excited to read about, is how to multiply effort, time, profits, and relationships. And when you talk about these folks that you're hanging out with, Richard Branson and people of that caliber, as well as, you know, the sharks on Shark Tank and, and folks like that, how do those folks how are they as productive as they are? How are they succeeding financially at that level? But they also look like they're having a great time with life, you know, and they're having fun and all this kind of stuff. Can you talk a little bit about what are your personal productivity routines and how are you balancing that with the other aspects of your life? Yeah, that's a very good question. So I will say that last year before COVID, I traveled 200 days did 80 plus events. It's all you at an event when we first met. And this has given me the opportunity to meet great folks like yourself and Richard Branson's and et cetera, the world. But we're now kind of home. And in six months, I've only been out of my state twice. And so, you know, it's a different world. But I think the bottom line is, is that the kind of folks that I like to run around with, what everyone's doing is we've all made lots of investments in lots of companies. When you think of all the things Branson owns and Kevin O'Leary, one of the sharks, and I'm an an equity owner of 35 different companies. So it's what COVID actually did for me, and I'll bet for many of these others, is it gave us a chance to focus on a lot of the things that we had in our possession, right? Equity's already in hand. So I found myself you know, you know, kind of hunkering down and saying, okay, now let's focus in this situation here. And we, and this is one of the things that happened for one of our companies that took off like crazy during COVID. It's just an amazing thing to see sometimes a little more time and a little more effort and a little more focus is important. And I think Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, he says, you know, what are the three things that make a successful entrepreneur. And I think one of his answers to that was focus, focus, focus. And so I find myself sometimes chasing the shiny object a little bit and, hey, I can afford to do it because, you know, I've made money in my other deals. So let me go have some fun. But at the same time, COVID kind of gave me a chance to now focus on things that needed it. And we've seen some amazing successes from that. And by the way, when we come back out of all of this, am I going to travel 200 days a year anymore? No, I'm enjoying being home, not traveling as much, speaking with people virtually. I'll give you an example. I would go to Asia and it would take me 28 hours to get over there. And I would do a three hour event, have a thousand people there and maybe 2000, whatever the number would be, and jump on a plane and come home, take three, four days of my life. And that was a lot for a three, four hour event. Now I do a virtual event, come in and there'll be 30,000 people on that call because I don't have to go there. They don't have to show up somewhere. They just can in the comfort of their living room, which everyone now is getting used to come on virtually. So the world has changed. It's going to be a new world and a great world. And I think great timing for all of us as we focus on the things that need that focus. And I think that's one of the pluses that came out of COVID for me. 
Awesome. All right, Kevin, are you ready to wrap this up and move into the lightning round? Yes, let's do it, man. Come on. Let's do it, man. The lightning round. Who is one person that is currently alive today that you've never met that you would most love to have dinner with? Oh, wow. Since I am in politics, right? Let me say Joe Biden. I want to know what he's up to. And hey, this is a very competitive match right now between he and Trump. So I wouldn't mind just seeing where his future is in the world of of business and entrepreneurship and pick his brains. Because if he ends up president, the folks that do well are those that make plans ahead for the direction that the new president is going to be steering towards. So I'll take Joe Biden. Awesome. What are your top three favorite travel destinations you've ever been? You'd recommend people check out. I love the South of France, like Saint-Tropez, Monte Carlo, Nice, those areas. Let's count that as one. I love London. It's the melting pot of the world. And I had an office in London for about 15 years and went over there every single month and was almost going to get a house and a home over there because we were there so much. London is great. I got to go somewhere in Asia and let's take Tokyo, Japan. Great people, great business. We've made probably over a billion dollars in sales in Japan. Outside of the United States, it's one very powerful market taking our products to. So Tokyo, London, and south of France. Last question. What are your top three bucket list destinations, places you've never been that you'd most love to go? Well, let's see. One of those has to be golf. So I'm going to say I play a little bit of golf down here in Florida, but I'd like to go to, I think it's it's in Oregon, Bandon Dunes, I think it's called. It's a really, everybody just keeps telling me you got to go up there, right? I don't think I've ever been to Oregon, but that's one one place. So these are places that I want to go that I've never been, right? Yeah, bucket list destinations anywhere in the world. I've never been to Russia. And for various reasons, because you know some of my competitors said that they've had some challenges doing business over there, but you know, I'd love to see what's going on over there. See, I'll hear about it and think it's an evil place, but I'd love to see the real country aspect of it and the people and get to know them a little bit. So let's see where else. I've been to India, so I can't say India. Last place. I've been to so many countries, it's kind of hard to find one. But, oh, I know it. I hear it's beautiful because I, I go to Australia a lot. I've never been to New Zealand. I've got to, everyone keeps telling me I've got to do New Zealand. Awesome. Kevin, well, this has been amazing. I want you to let folks know how they can get the book and how they can connect with you, follow you on social media. How do you want people to come into your world? Sure. Fantastic. Thanks, Matthew. The book, it's a great deal because the book's only 20 bucks and we give you a 30-day mentoring session free for myself and the co-author. So we got all kinds of videos and files and downloads, but also some personal instruction. We're going to be on there live. And so it's kevinmentor.com is where you can get the book and check it out. There's some free stuff there. And then we also give you a free audio book along with it and social and things. You know, I always say, just go to my website, kevinharrington.tv. And that's my website. We have downloads and stuff to stay in touch with us there also. Awesome. We're going to link all that up in the show notes. It'll be at one place at themaverickshow.com. Kevin, thank you so much for being here, man. This was a blast. Matthew, good being here, buddy. Appreciate it. See you in the next conference, maybe sometime in the near future. I'd love it. Bye-bye. Be safe. Good night, everybody. 
sure to visit the show notes page at themaverickshow.com for direct links to all the books, people, and resources mentioned in this episode. You'll find all that and much more at themaverickshow.com. Learn how Maverick Investor Group can help you buy cash-flowing rental properties in the best U.S. real estate markets, regardless of where you live. Schedule a free phone consult today at themaverickshow.com slash consult. Now you can buy rental properties with tenants and local property management in place so you don't have to be a landlord or a rehabber. To get your questions answered and discuss how Maverick Investor Group can help you meet your real estate investing goals, schedule your free phone consult today at themaverickshow.com forward slash consult. If you like podcasts, you will love audiobooks, and you can get your first one for free at themaverickshow.com slash audiobook. Whether you want the latest best-selling novels or books on investing, business, or travel, try your first audiobook for free at themaverickshow.com forward slash audiobook.